Queen 10. Yeah, Levy with the Queen 10 and the win. Called the race with the Called the race with Queen Ten, honey. I know, honey. He's some online guy. Okay, I've been getting a lot of questions about how to buy gold and silver because I've been promoting it on my social media, and it does take some research. So I'm going to try to give you an idea of how I do it, and then you know you do as much research as you want. You should do your own research for sure. I'm not an expert at this. I've been buying pretty consistently for years now, and I have like a kind of a base understanding. But before we get to that, before we get to my process for buying, I do want to give you some ways to think about this, okay? So buying gold or silver can be volatile. If you're going to buy gold or silver now and you're going to need the money in six months, that's probably not a good idea. I mean, actually, it could still probably be a fine idea because gold and silver tends to retain its value. But there could be short-term fluctuations to where that the longer the time span you plan on holding your gold or silver, the better the less likely you are to have to sell because you need it for something at a time when maybe the market has dipped a bit. I think in 2020, with the amount of inflation we have and the hyperinflation that's probably in the pipeline, I don't think there's going to be a place where gold or silver is going to dip that much. Though it could happen. There could be some crazy deflationary environment. They say some things like that might happen. The Fed is always intervening and doing things. It's really hard to know what's going to happen. Nobody can predict the future. So there is an element of risk if your time horizon for holding is somehow constrained. Now, if you can just buy and hold and it's not gonna affect your day-to-day life, that's a strategy for sure, right? That's why when I buy silver gold, I'm not thinking about an exit plan at all. I know they say you should, but for me, it's a long-term way to hold wealth and to build wealth. I'm more interested in maybe passing this down to my children than I am about maybe liquidating it in a year or two to for a profit. That's not really what I'm trying to do this. And that's also how I recommend you think about this. You should think about this as a store of wealth, as a real asset that you can hold for a long time, potentially generations, and that if things get really bad, These things will skyrocket in value. They will hold their purchasing power plus potentially grow in value. And then if you needed to, you could convert that into something else. Like let's say there's a real estate crash and gold skyrockets and real estate prices come down. Then you take this gold that you have that's worth a lot and you just convert that into real estate. We should all try to own real estate one way or the other. It's really one of the best things you could ever own. So that's, you know, one way to think about it. Or you can just hold your gold forever. There's nothing wrong with that. So I'm going to go into the screen and I'm going to run you through an actual order that I'm going to place. It's apmex.com. There's some other dealers online. I found that APMEX is very trusted in the, in the industry. They have good spot prices. It's an easy transaction process. They ship fast. There's a lot of things here. I would be more weary if I was going to lo- local dealers because I don't know if they're testing and doing things like that. I know a lot of people like to do that because maybe they can save a few bucks on spot. But I just like the simplicity and the ease of doing it this way. So keep in mind that there's a lot of ways to do this. Some people go on eBay, whatever. I don't really want to run the risk of running the fix at all. So I just go with a supplier like this that's trusted, that tests everything, and that I can be pretty certain is legit. We're here on APMEX. We're going to look at some of the top sellers for gold and silver. If we go in here, go to gold, let's just go to uh, best sellers. Now, best sellers can mean you're paying a little bit of a premium, so keep that in mind. Like, for example, you have these one-ounce gold eagles. These are very recognized, and so they're highly sought after, or a gold buffalo you're going to be paying a bit more over spot. Now, spot is basically going rate. So if you look up here at silver, it's at $22 an ounce. My gosh, I jumped in the last few days. <laughs> Gold's at $19.09. It was at $18.50 when I bought it a week ago. Crazy. Spot is how much you pay over, over spot, over the price for the actual piece of metal. So for example, look here. This is a one ounce gold American Eagle. It's going for $2,034. Spot is 19. So you're paying about $134 over spot to buy that. Okay. Now look at this one though. We have the Perth Mint which is a 19 is at 1979 and it's only $70 over spot. Now you got to keep in mind that's an ounce this is a half gram so you got to keep things you got to you got to really pay attention to the number. So even here Canadian maple leaf $2000 versus the gold is 2034. I'm not a fan of spending a lot on gold American Eagle. I know some people talk about doing that. They say it's easier to liquidate, you might be able to get a premium. 
I'm interested in buying gold and silver for the long run. And the value from these is going to come when, you know, either the dollar tanks or there's some massive hyperinflation, et cetera. So I'm just looking for something that is, you know, relatively clean and simple and, you know, recognize like some of these secondary markets from different or like even like a South American Kruger, Kruger and it's pretty well known that these are made. Maple Leaf is a popular one as well. And then the American Eagle is usually the most expensive. I'm actually on this page looking at this one ounce Lady Fortuna and the one ounce Perth Mint. So this is a 1989. This is a 1979. Let's click on this one because I actually just bought a couple of these and I really like them. It's got a cool design in the back. It comes in a case and it's got, actually this one's got even more stuff. It's got a QR code. It's got other things. This is really good. I like this. This has an extra layer of kind of security and validation with some of these numbers and like a barcode and whatever, because you can run into fakes. People try to fake gold and silver and people know that. And so they're going to potentially be suspect if they're buying from you. Like if you're going to sell this to a private person or a dealer, they might try to haggle the price down. If you have like just this bar that would be by its own, like not in a case or cover or anything. So all these different things are meant to increase kind of the trust, right? Which would then increase the likelihood you'll get a better price for it, all right? Now, there's a ton of complexity there, tons of different things. I'm just kind of keeping it simple. These are bestseller. Uh, it's a recognized, I believe it's a, so it's the PAMP, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think there's the one I bought the other day. So it's made, okay. So if you look here, if we're buying one to nine of these, we're at 1999, so $80 over spot, it says right here. $80 over spot. Now let's just go back real quick, compare it to the Buffalo and the Eagle. So yeah, the Buffalo and the Eagles are, are higher. So this is, if you're buying one, I mean, yeah, you're at almost $120 over spot. I, I just, I'm just not a fan of that. So the Royal Canadian Mint, this is 1984. This one's 1989, 1978. That would be a good option, I think. You know, you go down and you can maybe sometimes find a slightly better deal. I'm just not a fan of spending more on a coin because of the design, like 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 this, for example. This is almost 2050. That's like just doesn't make any sense to me. The China, the pandas go go for actually that's not a bad price. One ounce gold panda. These actually have a good resale value, but you know you're still paying 100 dollars over spot. I don't actually own any of these. Maybe I'll get one of these. Let me add it to my cart just to compare. So I'm add it to my cart. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go to the the Lady Fortuna, Lady Fortune. That's what I'm I'm thinking. I like available August 18th. Let me see if they got any in stock. So this is a at Mex Bar, nineteen seventy nine. This is a nineteen seventy eight. Let's see this one right here. Available August six. It's got a serial code. Design's pretty boring, but again, you know that doesn't really matter. This is not bad. I mean, it is, this is a delay too. I'm just gonna go to the Lady Fortuna one. I like that. So I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna add some in here. I mean, that's all I would do. So let's see what I got in my cart right now. So I'm actually going to now do silver. If you wanted, you could buy like a half ounce things like that. So that way, if you wanted to liquidate these, you wouldn't have to sell the whole ounce when you would liquidate. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Like these coins, I'm not really looking to use. It's not likely that I'm going to use them to kind of transact on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm okay buying just a full ounce. Uh, but there is a case to be made sometimes for having like a half ounce, for example. Let's just go look at a half ounce real quick. Now, the thing is, though, you tend up, you end up paying more usually over spot because it's a smaller coin, right? And they have, they have expenses with producing each coin. So this one is a half ounce, so 500. So you, if you bought four of these to make a whole ounce, you're almost paying $240 over spot. That's the problem with these. Okay, let's go to silver. Uh, let's just go to best sellers. I like doing larger quantities of silver and I also like doing junk silver. So I'm gonna show you both these real quick. Wow, man, price has jumped. Yes, the thing about silver is you pay, you can pay quite a bit over spot. So you definitely gotta go through here. 
and find some of the less popular options that are cheaper. So let's say you wanted to buy just some one ounce bars or coins, bars or coins. I like the 90% silver, open that in background. And then this is what I've been buying lately. We'll get to the coins in a sec. I actually bought some of these. So these are cast poured uh, 10 ounce. Yeah, so you're paying about $4 per ounce over spot. So I'm, I'm going to end up paying about $41 for this over spot. So I'll get 10 ounces of silver. It'll be worth, uh, you know, $230 about. And I'm going to end up paying, so it looks like about $50 over spot. And then this is just, you know, a chunk of, a chunk of silver. And it's got a stamp on it. It's cast poured. You know, some people like to buy the more shinier bars or whatever. I think you should have a mix. I already own quite a bit of silver and I have a lot of constitutional silver. So when I've been buying silver lately, I've been buying these bars. Let's go to the constitutional silver. Well, let's just do a coin real quick. So we'll do, let's just find one that's not too overpriced. We'll, we'll go buy for ounce. So we'll go one ounce over here and we'll find a silver coin. I bought some of these the other day, the, the silver buffaloes, and they were at like 22. It's already been going up. So these are all an ounce. Let's try to find something that's closer to spot. Spot right now is 22.88. Man, they, I think they've been selling out. Like everything is expensive. So really what you'd want to find, because silver a lot of times is like four to five dollars over spot. You're going to be, yeah, you're, I mean, you're going to be in the 26 to 27 range. 27, 27, 26, 97. That's a pretty good price. I mean, honestly, the silver buffaloes are, are reasonable right now. So let's just go with that. It also goes down a little bit if you buy more. Not not that much, though. There's a, there's high demand right now, <laughs> but still, good time to get in. I actually bought silver four years ago when it was up is $30 or $40 an ounce. I still own that, right? And so that's the thing. Like, you're going to go through fluctuations in pricing depending on what's going on. And if you're holding for the long run, you don't even have to pay attention. It doesn't matter. Now, let's do constitutional silver. This These are quarters and dimes. I think this is this would be a good mix, actually. You're going to end up paying about four forty nine over spot. Now, the reason I like these is because they're already recognized and people can easily do a Google search to find out what silver content is in these coins. So most of these are like pre-1964 or, or whenever they started taking silver out, all the new coins became just like zinc and, and copper and like coated and stuff, but they used to contain actual silver. So the reason that junk silver is so good is because it's easily recognized. It's also in sm small denominations. If the dollar collapsed tomorrow, like let's say worst case scenario, hyper, hyperinflation, people would probably start using constitutional silver as a means of exchange. So instead of going to the store to buy your groceries with the one ounce gold coin, having to worry about like getting other coins back and change, that could be a very imprecise process. You could go with something like quarters and dimes, with, which has 90% content. You could figure out what the going rate is and you could buy your groceries with these coins. So for example, this 90% Roosevelt dime, maybe that could buy you a cup of coffee. Maybe that quarter or a few of them could buy you, you know, a meal. And it would go based on weight and it goes based on price, et cetera. So with this, you're going to get a mix of 90% coins, which are going to be quarters, dimes, and maybe maybe some nickels will be thrown in there. I'm not sure. No, no, 90% because nickels were 35%. So these will have, yeah, so you'll have 71 ounces of actual silver. All coins are dated 1964 or prior. And this is a good option. So let's just look at some of the other ones. Uh, one that I like a lot that I've been buying rolls of lately are the Roosevelt Dimes. Let's see. They're not showing up here. So yeah, I'm going to go for Roosevelt Dimes because they're like a perfect denomination. They're easy to use to transact. They're not super big, easy to carry around. Yeah, so here are 9% Roosevelt Dimes. Now these are a, a, a proof roll, which I believe means never been opened, right? So you're going to pay more for that. I'm, I'm not interested in that. I'm actually going to want to just have like average circulation dimes probably. So let's try to find some Roosevelt dimes. And so like as you get into the more rare newismatic, I'm pricing that wrong, wrong, but it basically means like older coins that have value. I don't think you should be buying in that way at all. Like you don't need to be buying Morgan dollars and paying more because they're collectible. That's not what we're trying to do here. 
We're trying to find just the cheapest price over spot to get the actual silver content. So maybe I can find them on the side. So let's see. US dimes. Here we go. So here we go. We got a we got $99 for 90% silver dimes, average circulation, meaning the quality these were used. Whereas you, you could spend 20 more dollars and you can get one super good condition, but that's not really what people are buying these for. I mean, eventually it could be worth it, I guess, like in the long, long run. But people, and for your purposes, you're going to be using this probably in transactions. That's what you're going to probably use junk silver for. And then or eventually you might want to liquidate them to a dealer or something. So with this, I'm going to buy definitely this one. I'm going to buy some of these average circulation rolls. I'm paying $5 over spot and there's no quantity discount, but let's just say I'm going to buy five of these. Okay. And let's go to checkout and see what we're looking at. As you can see, I got an American Eagle in here for more than the Panda and I don't like it. I'm going to delete it. I got the Panda, which um, I would end up paying $20 more than the one ounce bar. And so, you know, that's not really necessary, but I don't own any of these Pandas. So I'm going to get two of them. So these rolls, yeah, I have a few rolls. Let's get 10 rolls. I have a lot of buffaloes. I've already bought them. I'm not going to get any today. Let's get two of the one ounce bars. Okay, so we're looking at about a $9,000 purchase here. Now, what I would do is I'm going to go in here and you pay with check, basically. I'd have to log in. I don't have my login, so I won't go any further. This would be your order. You would follow through the, the checkout process. You would use the pay with check option because if you use a credit card or anything else, they charge you a fee. I do not recommend doing that. So just send them a check. And then they'll give you instructions on where to send the check. And then when they receive your check, cash it, they'll ship you your metal in mail. Okay. And that's how you would buy. And then we have some silver here. We have some junk silver that is going to be good if we get to a point where we need to use that in day-to-day -day commerce. And then you could obviously buy some of the buffalo rounds. You could even buy silver bars, depending on how much you're willing to kind of invest in here and hold. It's going to depend on what your goals are, what your needs are. Okay. As far as the one ounce gold bars, I think just the standard bars of you know, from any reputable source, especially something that has a serial number is a great way to go. Pandas are pretty good because they have pretty high uh, collector value, but I do not recommend paying a lot for these. Like compared to the American Eagle, which is at like 34 more than the one ounce gold bar here. It's not worth it in my opinion, but I might be willing to spend a couple, you know, $20 here and there on these pandas just because I don't have any. I want to kind of mix it up a little bit. Okay. And so that's how you buy gold and silver. Now, if you wanted to buy a lot more, I, you know, you have to take into consideration where you're going to store it, how you're going to move it, things like that. That's why I don't have a ton of physical. I have some gold that I keep on one gold. And so that's held in a Swiss vault and a Canada vault for the silver. And I pay them a small storage fee. It's like five bucks a quarter. And they handle that. My only concern with that is they are a U.S. company. So if the gold ever enacts a gold act the way they did back in 1933, they could potentially tell the company that you cannot, you know, do not let anybody redeem their gold. And now you have to give it to us and we're going to pay, we're going to pay them, you know, an amount of fiat dollars in exchange for that. So it does make me nervous. And I'm thinking about kind of canceling that account and maybe moving over to something like gold money, which is not a U.S. based company so that I don't run that risk. But I do believe in keeping whatever you can stand in your physical possession. Maybe it's like 10 gold coins. You know, maybe it's a, a small bag of silver and gold, you know, whatever. You want to have something so that if stuff really hits a fan in your day-to-day, -day, you know, you have that as an emergency fund. That's really what it is. It's a worst-case scenario emergency fund that will also end up being a pretty good investment. But keep in mind, these aren't really investments. These aren't things that are supposed to spit off income or have a return the way a stock or real estate does. These are stores of wealth. And because the dollar continually lo loses purchasing power every single year, this is a way to keep your wealth from falling victim to inflation. You know, even if things don't get really bad and we don't have hyperinflation, you can convert these back 
to fiat anytime you want if you need the money for a purpose. Like I said before, my best case scenario is, and what I'm hoping happens, if we have a major real estate crisis where prices go down and then metals rise, that could happen, then what I would like to look into doing is to convert some of my gold and silver holdings into real estate, right? The ultimate kind of asset. All right, that's it. I hope you got some value out of this. Uh, wherever you're seeing this, you know, like, share, subscribe. And if there's anything I can assist with, just drop a comment. I